Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Bankston Family Fun Time. My name is Cody Bankston, and I will be your host for episode 7 of Legal Lessons. And this is my first time recording in our new studio, a.k.a. the guest room at my brother's house. Because your old pal Cody decided to uproot his cozy life in the Pacific Northwest and move to Colorado. I've been here for a few weeks now, and it is pretty good. Um, which is also why uh, it has uh, been so long since we have been able to uh, release any episodes, but here we are now. And uh, I don't have much of a recap for you, because you're going to get one from the Game Master, Nick, uh, at the beginning of the recording, and I figure he can tell you a hell of a lot better than I can what is actually going on here. So I will talk to you again at the end of the episode. Pull up them notes. Last time we were at Kyber's Kiss, you guys started your, your first day of school. Is a Sling, Barry, and our mysterious new uh, PC, Krusk, a, a <laughs> scrappy half-orc. Yeah, but they, they all showed up for their, their first class, which is just kind of physical combat with Instructor Zahn, the Shaunin, uh, half shark, half alligator, half man. He's <laughs> just half shark. Yeah, he kind of just had uh, all the the incoming freshmen kind of like just kind of each other uh, just to get an idea of your guys kind of like basic combat skills. Isabella beat Chip in the first round. Varkesh, uh, Chip's the gargoyle who you guys have met a couple of times. Sling lost to Varkesh, a dragonborn from Kubara. Uh, Barry lost to Fitton, uh, the quiet, uh, pretty nondescript uh, halfling. And Krusk beats Sarissa, Isabella's nervous electricity-filled roommate. Yeah, round two, Quaklin or Krusk fought Fitton. Fitton beat him that time. Barry was able to meet Sarissa. She didn't put up much of a fight. Isabella beat Varkesh. And then Chip beat Sling. And then in the final round, uh, Isabella just kicked Chip right in his gargoyle dick for the win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And got offered uh, if she wants to try out for the Krasrak team. She's she's got the option to do that. After that, you guys went to your first, like, kind of poisons class with Elder Shale, a drow. Who, yeah, had you guys kind of, like, pick out, had six different poisonous plants available and... Wanted to start out with some hands-on experience we gave you guys. Uh, you had to pick which one you wanted to try to extract poisons from and then successfully do that. Krusk was not not successful in his missions. Uh, <laughs> Isabella got, like, one use of her poison. Oh, yeah, so those are, if you look under the handouts section. Yeah, it's got the two poisons you guys discovered. Bari had kind of a... Or Iza had a very simple version of the the lover's kiss, kind of like a charm poison. Uh, while Bari got a much more uh, concentrated extract from it. It was yeah, <laughs> pretty effective. And then Sling picked a seaweed which exhausts people and got six doses of a really pretty effective poison, exhaust their victims. So that was poisons class. Krusk befriended Sarissa again, the nervous roommate who is also friends with Damon, but she didn't <laughs> hasn't uh, hasn't put two and two together quite yet. Yeah, and then you guys went to uh, like technology and artificing class, met 
Look at that handy little chart now. Uh, Professor Dorian, he uh, turns out his classes are pretty goddamn boring. He just mainly droned on the whole time. Uh, but then, like, talk about the syllabus and all that exciting stuff. Then at the end, he gave you guys your first uh, homework assignment. It was relating to House Candace patent laws. And uh, he assigned, uh, you put you guys in teams and then uh, assigned you, like, various uh, researchers around Sharn to go try to, uh, quote, unquote, acquire some of the, their non-patented technology. Uh, you guys got a signed a pair of uh, kobold inventors known as the Sukli Brothers at Zoo of Interior. They had a little workshop down in Lower Dura. Uh, you guys kind of found your way down there. You took a cab most of the way. Got dropped off. It's called, uh, the, at the edge of the neighborhood, uh, Malion's Gate, which is kind of like a lower caste class neighborhood full of goblins, hobgoblins, kobolds, that kind of stuff. So you guys made your way to the workshop and were able to gain admittance through Bari's lie that you guys were here with the uh, part of a Sharn tech class that supposed to meet with them. Yes, talk to them for a while. Turns out they're building some kind of rocket. And they exchanged you guys. Uh, they offered to exchange you guys some of their technology in exchange. They need need some fuel for their rocket. If you guys could get that for them, they'd willingly hand over some of their uh, quote-unquote inventions. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where we ended off. So <laughs> do, we, do we need to be concerned about the efficacy of the inventions or just getting one back to our classes? Enough to complete our assignment. I didn't say we had to get a good invention. <laughs> okay, that's what I was wondering. I mean, you might get a better grade or more credit. <laughs> 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 Bringing back a crappy invention would fulfill the bare minimum of the homework assignment. Okay. Well, my notes make more sense now. I got one here that says no one hears you poo in space. So I get that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what is your notes? <laughs> And yeah, you guys I wonder got, why I he got, has such a terrible time keeping track of things. I got, I got, He's not I, lying either. I've seen the shitty little binders he carries around. They're terrible. <laughs> well, Cody's seen his... Uh... His whiteboard, oh, his whiteboard yeah. is His whiteboard yeah. is the stuff of nightmares. It makes John Nash look fucking tame. Like... <laughs> <laughs> At least he's comparing you to a genius, honey. Uh, I guess it's a uh, a gentle backhanded slap. <laughs> okay, so I got not burning and not killing. So I guess well, that's yeah, because after they offered to make this deal with you guys, uh, Sling is me like, so we're gonna kill him or we're we gonna burn this place down? <laughs> yeah, oh, good. I'm I... glad you wrote that down with a knot in front of it. Yeah. So and they did a um, like you guys are. Welcome to try to get fuel however you guys want. They did mention. Did they, did, yeah, did they tell us where we might find any? Did they have a clue? Yeah, I mean, they, they briefly mentioned, like, oh, you guys. I remember, I think there was an exchange last week. They're like, you can, like, go to a bar and get some high, like, concentrated liquor. Like, you kids, like, hang on bars, right? <laughs> and the other place they mentioned was going down into the cogs. Um, they're like, yeah, there's usually lots of flammable stuff lying around there. The cogs. Just laying around, no? just flammable stuff. <laughs> yeah, like if you look at towards the bottom of the map, the cogs is kind of lava-y looking place below the city. Well, I don't know. We probably don't have much money, so buying it at a bar. I mean, bar is... Yeah, how much high-end How much high end liquor are we talking here? <laughs> are we talking uh, a fifth? High end, like highly concentrated. Or, yeah, sorry. Yeah, how much, how much moonshine are we talking here? <laughs> are you asking him that? Like... 
Yeah. Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, how much of this <laughs> do you need? <laughs> yeah, good question. Good question. He kind of like turns, is like eyeballing the rocket. Yeah, I mean, this is just kind of our like exploratory journey. Uh, I'd say probably maybe 10 gallons. Cross ten. only use metric system. <laughs> 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 Your gallons don't make sense, little hobgoblin leaders. <laughs> I don't think they have the standard or the metric system. I don't know what the fuck they use. <laughs> they use imperial gallons. <laughs> Ten brailish gallons. <laughs> Which oh, gets God. smaller the more of them you get. So it's, really <laughs> it's a really a weird system. Okay, so we need 10 gallons of moonshine? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... That's 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 heavy. You know, I'm just a teenager here, but I don't think that's how bars work. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. if anything, we would need to get, like, into the storeroom, like, of the bar, yeah. which would be... We'd almost maybe... have... We'd really be better off going to a warehouse. Or a liquor store. Liquor store, gun store, liquor store. That's Wisconsin. It's wide open. Did he give us any other option, or was he just saying the probably the the, the concentrated alcohol? No, I mean, liquor those, stores those never just, close. Those are just his two suggestions. You guys have any other? You can definitely do those if you want to make like a history or insight check to try to figure out other places around town. There might be other possibilities. Nah, let's go to the Cogs. That sounds like a fun place. Yeah, it seems lava pools. Not ten, a lot of people. Isabella's in. Ten gallons is heavy. Yeah, I mean, that's two and a half gallons a piece. Do we have a fifth person with us, or is it just the four of us? Just, just the, the four. Guys. It's like, yeah, and there's always the possibility. Oh, we didn't bring the gargoyle with us? <laughs> no chip. chip. I miss Chip. I was getting to like Chip. <laughs> chip got assigned to a different team. I mean, like, in the future, there will probably be, like, bigger teams for homework assignments, but just the four of you. If we find one, I'd like to get a like to get a hubcap so I can make uh, Chip a cod. He seems a little <laughs> vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Chip like has is technically a. Oh yeah, you mean after you kicked him in the balls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I for, could I? I Chip forgot. You gargoyles have dicks last week. <laughs> so Chip is uh-huh. all out there. He's like. I hate to say it, but the learning that gargoyles have dicks is about all I remember from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Better than nothing. Nothing, I guess. So I'd like to do, I guess maybe an arcana check, or at the very least a general intelligence check to see if. So it's an item that we've rarely, if ever, used. But you know, alchemist fire in the player handbook, Nick. Yeah. I like to roll some kind of check to see if that could be like a suitable substitute for the alcohol. Think like uh, think like Dragon's Fire or whatever from uh, yeah 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 Game, of, Game of Thrones general or canon cool. I mean, yes. it's flammable. It probably work. <laughs> <laughs> you do we have a clue where that is? Well, I would assume that we could find it in some kind of alchemy shop. If, they, if it's if I'm just trying to think of an alternative solution to going to the bar, which would not be. Super easy as a bunch of teenagers. Is yeah, there like yeah. a, a is, is there like an alchemy street in in the city someplace where you just the whole bunch of alchemists kind of on each side of it, alchemy row or something? Sorry. Oh, sorry. What were you? What were you about to say? Go I was wondering if I could make another roll. I was going to attempt a history check, but maybe I should let somebody else try to do something. 
I'm, I'm kind of I'm, with I'm Isabella. A... I'm interested in checking out the cogs just to see what's down there. Too. Well, I'm curious. I'm going to try a history check. I'm not horrible at it. Uh, not great either. Um, okay, cross cat herd. We go do cogs. So, what are you trying to do with that history check, Sling? Just to see if I know where Alchemy Row is in the. <laughs> Which is the a thing that Dad just made up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that you remember passing through a neighborhood when you were looking around the city on your way trying to find find Kyber's Kiss, like when you arrived in town. Oh, I guess you were born in town. <laughs> but Yeah, I, um, was, I was pretty much created in Yeah, so there's a... Uh, up in this. Up in middle Dura, like not not too far from the school, is a neighborhood called the Bazaar that you walk through with lots of kind of like street merchants as well as more permanent stores and that kind of stuff. Uh, again, I'm assuming everything's going to cost us unless we go to the Cogs. And I, d- I don't have much money. I, I guess Cogs makes sense. <laughs> I'm just afraid we're going to die, but other than that. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so but how is that different from any other time we were playing? Because <laughs> we're really vulnerable here. We, I am um, made of metal, and I've got nine hit points. So, our, so, so maybe that's like a good fucking reason why our fucking first plan should not be like kill everybody, burn it to the ground. Like, <laughs> I just um, have a lot of oil, and I'm willing to share. <laughs> so you guys are gonna try to head down into the cogs? Yeah, I mean, if it's too freaky, we can reverse course. It's not like the cogs is like pretty deep below Shar, and it's not where like regular people go to hang out. So why don't you guys give me a group survival check? Find your way down. I want to yell, uh, see you later, bros, to the, uh... The Suki brothers! <laughs> see you guys soon! <laughs> I'm pulling my weight. Krusk is super lost. All right, hold on, I just gotta... I have to look it up. It's wisdom. The rest of us average Krusk out. Yeah, yeah, and Krusk oh, is pretty, pretty lost immediately. Slinglaid, <laughs> something deep in her programming, she just... Knows which way to go. She's kind of following oh. like the pipes and the pyre- power lines and that kind of stuff. And I should. Uh, yeah, takes <laughs> you guys uh, pretty pretty quickly lower and lower. Lower dirt is pretty rough. You don't see the sun very often, but like there's some. But like eventually you, you like find yourself in this like stairwell hewn right out of the rock. There's just a couple of like the mage light lanterns like providing light. Get down. Like you take the stairs down. It kind of ends at this kind of tease and. Written what appears to be in soot or grease, uh, something just on the wall. There's an arrow pointing to the left that says ash black, and a let point and to the right it says black bone. Do you know yeah. what this means, Slingblade? Uh, I can do an arcana check, I guess. Uh, it'd be more a history. Oh, again? Okay. okay <laughs> I'll try it. Arcana is like magic. Fuck. Clueless. <laughs> Your guess is two different neighborhoods down in the cogs, like quote-unquote neighborhoods. Could I try an insight check? <laughs> uh, sure. Fuck. I suppose we don't see any else, anybody else down here, right? No, that's pretty fun. No, you have a feeling they're both kind of like different industrial neighborhoods. Is there any info in their names? Ash Black, and what was the other one? Black Bone. And there, is the sign pointing two different directions? Yes, Ash Black is to the left, Black Bones is to the right. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to the left. Why is that? Choices have to be made, and you guys keep not making them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I have no information to go on, so I'll just follow Robert. <laughs> yeah. oh, what the fuck? Yeah, lead the yeah, way, any, uh, wild anybody girl. Anybody who heads confidently in one direction. 
yeah, let's go with her. BFF. So you guys are heading towards Ash Black? Yes. Yeah, we're heading to Ass Black. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the stairs kind of wind down farther to the left, but eventually it kind of opens up into this kind of large cavern. And immediately, like, you guys are greeted by this, like, blast of heat. And you immediately see why, because kind of on the far end of the cavern, there seems to be a small, like, river of lava flowing along it. Yeah, and kind of built along this river appear to be, uh, like, numerous different forges and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of, like, industry down here, smelting and smithing and that kind of stuff. So do we see anybody working the, the forges? Yeah, I mean, you guys are distance, like, a little bit off, but you can definitely make out... There, there's some people working the forges. Why doesn't everybody give me a perception check now? Ooh, I'm good at that one. I'm not. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Nice <laughs> Three rolls, um, two of them are hideous. <laughs> so it is a, like, you know, it's pretty sharp eyesight. Living living in the demon waste, you got to be able to see trouble coming from as far as way possible. So um, she's able to spot with her eagle eyes that... Um, yeah, there are several humanoids working working these forges. Um, they uh, most appear to be uh, warforged, make up the majority, and the rest of the the kind of worker workers are also like the more monstrous races, like see like orcs and then kobolds, that kind of stuff. But you don't see a lot of like humans or elves or dwarves working the forges. Um, there appears to be like a few of them like overseeing the rest of the crews. Yeah, and then you also notice there is a large, pretty industrial-looking building that is does have the crest of House Caneth over over the door. Um, they're the the house that has the mark of making, so like they're the they're the main inventors around Eberron. I think I'm from that house. But yeah, with the twenty, you do also notice like there's a lot of smithing going on. So there's a lot of like chemicals they use for for their forging um lying around uh you do see some barrels kind of near one of the forges that don't seem to be you know people aren't like paying a lot of attention to them there's people around them um but they might be acquirable depending on how stealthy you guys are is there any markings on them nick on these uh no these just seem to be various unlabeled drums so we have no idea we just drums with stuff. Head down, there might be might be other stuff lying around as well. That's just kind of what you spot from up here, though. With these different smith and forging stations, are they they're buildings? Like they have roofs? Some of like there are some like yeah buildings with four walls and a roof on them. Some of them, uh, on the other hand, are just like exposed out there, hammering on a on an anvil out out in the open. Are they are the ones that are buildings close enough together that I could like sneak along rooftops? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a row like the house Caneth building is kind of like off on its own, but then I mean, yeah, there's kind of a row of shops towards the middle down where you are, where you can like maybe five buildings in a row that are various heights but connected to each other. I want to I want to sneakily scamper up to under the top of those buildings. You mean stealth and acrobatics checks. I'm going to ace both of these. <laughs> All right, <Whoa>. yeah. Acrobatics. <laughs> yeah, so Isabella just immediately, like, darts away from the rest of the group and makes her way, like, like I said, people aren't, like, paying attention super hard. So she's able to definitely sneak into this kind of center row of buildings. And, yeah, nobody notices her, but she's kind of struggling. Uh, you're, you're having trouble getting up to the, to the roof of the building. 
stealthily hanging off the side of the building like shitty Batman. Uh, <laughs> Try to climb up, you slipped, you fell. Luckily, that was all very quietly. So now you're 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 back basically. Barry is looking around at the what appear to be the supervisors or overseers, thinking that uh, I'm going to go and distract them by asking questions as a student of the industrial arts. Okay. <laughs> 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 That's fucking awesome. <laughs> you, you proceed down towards this kind of workshop area, um, and so there's kind of a dwarf hanging out closer to the stairs. Not like yelling meanly, but yelling just because like, there is also a lot of noise down here. I mean, be- between the lava river and all the, the forges and other smithing stuff running, uh, it's pretty loud, so he's just kind of like yelling commands out, out to his various... People, they see it like they're working on, like, they got basically like a miniature crane trying to, like, carrying a large container of molten molten lava um, so they can, like, they're lifting it out of the river and towards their forge to pour it in there and to kind of keep it hot. He he kind of, like, this dwarf kind of sees you coming his eye, like, he's still, like, telling people, but he's, like, eyeballing you, but he's, like, who the hell is this? Uh, So it is a, a male dwarf rather than... Give me a perception check. It's pretty hard to... Hard to no, tell it dwarves. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. They both grow beards. It's really weird. It, it really and, could go either yeah. way. Yeah, all right. So I'll just uh, say, uh, excuse me, uh, you look like the dwarf in charge here, and I have some questions for a school project. School project? What the hell? What What kind of school project brings you down here? <laughs> uh, I'm going to school at uh, Sharn Tech, and... One of our projects is to learn about the industrial arts that that fuel our city. So I thought the cogs would be a great place to learn that. Give me a deception. Are we the killer crabs or the creepy crabs? What? <laughs> I think the killer crabs was your guys' team mascot from last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Well, again, like, oh, man, Barry is at two convincing lies for Sharn Tech. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she just kind of looks down on her clipboard. She's like, God damn it. Like, she, because you are getting kind of a, an, an effeminate feel from now, now that you're talking to her. Uh, she does have a pretty nice beard, though. Fiery red beard. <laughs> but, yeah, as, as you approach, like, you know, it's like, yeah, the armor. She's got, like, tit armor, so. <laughs> <laughs> tit armor. <laughs> yeah. Always a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, looks down at her clipboard. She's like, God damn it. Like, they never fucking tell me anything. Like, all right, kid, like. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't expecting this. I'm not, like, I don't have anything prepped. Let me know what you're here for. <laughs> We're basically interested in the fuels that run Sharn. So we're wondering if your forges here, are they powered by lava or by some other type of fuel? Uh, no, like, I mean, the lava, like, keeps the forges hot, but, like, we use oil for rather parts of the, the forging aspect. But we don't get the oil from the lava river. That comes from, like, she points, and then, like, kind of underneath, like, where you guys came in, there are some, like, like, some holes cut in into the wall there that proceed deep farther. She's like, yeah, I mean, like, down there, that's that's where we get the oil from. <laughs> oh, you might, you have a refinery, or you get the oil directly from the earth here? Yeah, yeah, in between the lava rivers, there's. Uh, there are some oil pockets. We're we're lucky enough to be located near near both of them. So <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> so are there are, are there people uh, workers down there actually mining the oil, or 
Is there anyone down there that we could talk to, or uh, do you just go down and get the oil when you need it? It's not like in a pool. We can't just go down there with like a bucket and grab some oil. Like we've got a uh, got some fancy uh, house canneth machinery that extracts it. Like we got to pay them, you know, premium to get it. But what else are we gonna do? Ah, so um, are those barrels over there the oil that you use? Like yeah, yeah, those are those are what we do. Uh, use them in. That's interesting. That's keep very the, interesting. Yeah, I mean, mainly use it to keep the machines oiled. Like that's that's the main use for for the oil. But like, let me show you the forging process over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what what are Sling and Crust doing while this is going? Well, <laughs> well, Isa's like still trying to scramble up the wall unsuccessfully, and Fari's talking talking to this dwarf's ear or getting her ear talked off by this dwarf. <laughs> I mean, I'm intrigued by this warehouse with the house symbol on it so where's Kronk? Kronk's over by the warehouse Krusk. Krusk. <laughs> his name's right underneath oh i mean i think that's i think that's where he would start walking okay yeah i mean you do like as you approach you notice like at the main kind of front doors uh there are a couple of warforged guards kind of standing out front with a couple of halberds they don't look they're standing at alert but they're not like i mean warforged don't get super casual <laughs> right so, uh, <laughs> Yeah. They're Warforged, honey. So, Kreska, would we, would looking at this, would we try to go around and see if there's openings in the warehouse we can get in rather than a frontal assault? What's a plan? I could flirt uh, with him because I'm a girl Warforged. Kreska does not speak robots and does not want to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe back way is best <laughs> but if robot girl wants to express sexual identity <laughs> crust will not shame robot girl <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> okay so we're <laughs> oh god i hope crust stays around sky's a darling uh we're sneaking up we're trying to sneak up is that our plan seems so yeah <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I guess we'll at least like, I mean, is there like, is there an obvious way that we could, can we just sort of like stroll around the back or is it like, there's like, it's going to be difficult to get around to the backside of the warehouse? Oh, uh, I mean, it's kind of like tucked off to kind of the side of the district. Like, yeah, there, there's a side of the building you can try walking over. Like, it's hard to, hard to know what the Warforged would do if you try to do that until you do. So we're just going to try to amble over there, Kurt? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can just. Try to walk around the side of the building and just see what they do. Okay, I'm down. I don't have I don't have a lot of tools in my tool belt right now. I'm trying to trying to make lemonade over here, but I don't have a lot at my disposal, like yeah. skill and spell wise. Yeah, because don't we both have like a thieves toolkit? Yeah, we're we're both. I mean, we're both artificers. I'm, I mean, I know I am, and I'm sure you yeah. are. What spells do you know? What what I know is disguise self. <laughs> And I use that one, and I have Expeditious Retreat, which I was going to use, <laughs> which kind of has the dash element, so I can, like, dash, then dash again. So I can almost be, like, a really slow robot flash. <laughs> I could, so I can go, like, 120 feet in a turn. Okay. And then my cantrip is Firebolt. I do have guidance as a cantrip. You make a roll, I can could touch you and give you guidance uh yeah i guess let's just walk around the side of this warehouse and see what they do see what's happening <laughs> okay 
All right, here we go. Yeah, so as you guys kind of approach, like, they definitely kind of, like, you notice their their gaze is kind of fixes in you. And as you guys seem like you're walking over there, you get a citizens, please step away from the house cannon facility unless you have credentials. Oh, we're <laughs> fucked. I touch you and give you guidance on whatever you want to try to roll. Go to plus. You get a 1d4. <laughs> I'd like to do a, a history check to see if I can figure out who, sorry, like somebody from this house that would have like reason to visit or like uh, somebody who would be like responsible for this house. Just I'm trying to name drop essentially. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know whose name I would drop. So that's what I'm trying to figure out with this history check. Okay. 17. Being, a, being an indoor kid, you would remember that. So like House Kenneth, Used to be one house, but on the day of mourning, like the the leader of the house, he was in Seer uh, when it happened, so presumed dead. After that, there wasn't kind of, there wasn't a like super clear heir to House Kenneth, so it kind of fractured into three connected but kind of competing houses. Yeah, in Carnath, there's the there's the Kenneth House East. There's another one in Ondare. So Carnath is kind of like the undead, very military heavy kingdom. There's one in right. Ondare, which is like the magic heavy kingdom. And then this is uh, Canis South. It, there's a Canis Tower up in like North Sharn, owned by Merrick Stekanath. Um, and he, uh, you remember that he owns this shop as well. Okay. Merrick's? Merrick's, yeah. Um, so he's the guy who like, he's the head Dekanath guy here in Sharn. But you were also wondering like, who might be coming down like down to visit this workshop no not necessarily um just as long as i know a name to drop i think that's all i would need for like my lie crusk turns and whispers to sling blade and he says it in a not very crusk like voice he just whispers just play along and then he turns to the warforge and he's like Oh, yeah, sorry, boys. Uh, you know, Merrick sent me down here. We got this new bot. He's been, uh, you know, working around the house, but the damn thing's on the fritz. So he just uh, told me to come down here and see if I can get some parts, you know, fix this old girl up. You know, nothing to worry about here, boys. <laughs> All right. Yeah, deception check. Sling Blade just starts beeping. Beep, beep, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Uh, <laughs> give me a performance roll. Before you roll, Crust, give me a performance roll, Sling Blade. <laughs> Fuck. Beeping really is a heavy performance. So. Yeah, but you're trying to seem dysfunctional in front of these other Warforged. Yeah, you gotta look the part. It might be a mating call. I don't know. Eh, it's okay. It wasn't yeah. a great roll. It wasn't a bad roll. Yeah. <laughs> and just make it a regular roll. Regular deception roll there, Sling. Or Crust. Oh, you got... Booyah! Whoa! Yeah. Did you add in your 1d4? Because you could have been... Well, I used that on my history roll. And you can only have to cast it again, which, like, I don't think we could really do discreetly at this point. (laughs) They're kind of like, do you have identification or transfer papers? Cross will say something like, uh, yeah, you know, man, the, the guy really, uh, boss really just wanted me to get this robot fixed pronto. I had to run out the door, you know, like, I didn't have time to grab my stuff. I'm sure you guys understand, you know, it's like, this comes from the big man himself. Like, you know, I'll be in and out. It won't be, won't be a big deal. <laughs> All right, give me a persuasion. Damn, Cross. Our rolling <laughs> hot, man. Proceed first to Headmaster Marco's office. 
for the required paperwork, then proceed, and they kind of, like, open the doors for you. Okay, cool, yeah, we go in. Yeah, so as you kind of enter this large, large area, it seems to be more, like, distribution center. Like a decent-sized building, probably 100 feet wide by 200 feet long. Pretty large in here, but yeah, mainly warehouse and distribution kind of stuff. It seems like the forging is kind of like the forges out front are the ones. And in here, you see a lot of Warforged, like kind of packing stuff up into crates, uh, getting stuff ready for shipment. Kind of notice like against the back wall seem to be like windows for offices and more administrative kind of stuff. I think we, yeah. yeah, I think the quartermaster is not who we want to go see. Do we, do we maybe want to come back to somebody else while, while I yeah, yeah, yeah. have a plan? Yeah, so uh, while you guys formulate a plan, what are Iza and Bari up to? Bari, what are you doing? Uh, I'm listening patiently as the dwarf supervisor explains the forging process to me and uh, asking questions about the various components that they're using uh, to fuel the process. I mean, are you constantly trying to steer the conversation towards the fuel? Because, like, he's really, no. like, one, like, he's mainly talking about, like, the forging aspect now. I mean, I uh, am not going to, I'm not going to, like, step in and try and be overly obvious about it. So I'm just nodding and being very enthusiastic as I'm listening. But I'm also watching uh, the other, I'm, I'm watching the workers to see how they're interacting with her. Um, to see if I see anybody who seems disaffected in some way that I could talk to after. Give me a perception check. Oh, we are uh, really yeah, I mean, it, you guys, like, noticed through, like, shortly, like, through the course of things, like, at one point, a, a large, like, pretty bulky Warforge goes over. Mari, you're out here, like, in the middle of stuff, kind of, like, talk, like talking to this dwarf. Um, Isa, where are you hanging out? Whatever building I'm dangling off of. <laughs> <laughs> How close are you to these barrels? I don't know. Close enough I can see what's in them. Close, not so close that somebody could see me. Okay. I mean, you rolled the stealth check, so that's why I'm asking. So, I mean, at some point, uh, Warforge, like, even bigger than most of them, kind of walks over, and you see him kind of lift up one of these barrels and put it on his shoulder and kind of haul it over to the, one of the machines, and he kind of, like, opens opens a latch and pours out a very viscous black fluid. And then, Bar, you also know, like, yeah, I mean, the Warforged and, like, the other workers don't, none of them seem, like, super stoked to be here. Okay. Can I do, like, some sort of insight check to, like, identify the liquid? Yeah. I feel like I would know what oil and, I might not know all of them, but I feel like oil and gas would be something she'd be able to identify. Yeah. Um, this, this oil, it's, it's oil and, like, you notice, like, the way the, like, he's handling it, he's keeping it away from any open flames, very delicate with it, it's got, like, there's some special, like, lining around the rim of the barrel, the, like, yeah, I'll say you actually realize, like, it's not a metal barrel, like, you're not sure what material it's kind of really made out of, but it doesn't seem metallic. Okay, and are there more of that barrel, or only the one that dude's holding? No, no, he grabbed, grabbed them from a stack, uh, not, like, a stack, but, like, there's probably... A dozen of them kind of arranged in this corner where he grabbed it out of. All right. We can come back to me, but I'm totally going to steal one of those barrels and roll the fuck out of here. <laughs> Give me an intelligence roll. Who? Mark. I don't know how smart I am. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, most of the, like, he's just talking, like, real high level. He's, like, pointing out, like, the, he's like, check out the crane! Like, he starts ex- trying to explain that to you, and it's all just flying right over your head. All right, so let's go on inside the, uh, the Caniff. 
the warehouse. Are the Warforged wearing uniforms, Nick? One thing we wanted to see. Um, not like uniforms. They seem to be wearing uh, kind of like small cloaks, uh, kind of in, with the House Kenneth crest on it. And can we tell from where they we are? Is there kind of a employees' lounge or any place that or like a locker come, room? Or like com, coming <laughs> or like in, a, like a storage room where they might have more cloaks. <laughs> uh, there might be one in the back. It's pretty. You guys don't see any near the front of the building where you guys are at. All right, and we don't know where the foreman or whatever who's at either. Uh, no, I mean, basically, like, all you guys see here, it, there's only a few of them, like, probably four or five Warforged, um, kind of loading crates or moving crates. They, um, they don't really seem to be paying attention to you guys at the moment, but, uh... Okay. Do we see any barrels? <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me perception checks. I'm gonna touch you code and give you guidance. You guys can each give me one. Oh, Okay. Yeah, kind of like towards the middle, you do see, uh, they're not like the giant industrial, like 50-gallon drums, um, but ahead of you, you see uh, kind of smaller wooden casks. Okay. But yeah, like they're kind of like in a pallet, like more towards kind of the, the center of the warehouse. There are like, there's more, not like directly near them, but like in that general area. Um, they don't seem to be paying you guys any, any mind at the moment, but... Okay. I think we should just move towards... The back of the warehouse, and just kind of act like we own the place. Okay, <laughs> I'm beeping as we go along. Beep, beep, and occasionally discharging some oil. So, like, are you going to take a route that avoids going near the other warforge, or are you just kind of breezing right past them? What do you, What are you guys yeah. doing? Do we own yeah, it? I mean, I think we'll or... stay away from. I think we'll stay away from the loading area just to just not get in anybody's way, and also not arouse suspicion. Give me. St- Stealth checks. I know you guys aren't like trying to sneak, but like right. it's more it. it's more a more a casual 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 check. Like, see, <laughs> I'm made out of metal. Up. I am not stealthy. Fuck. <laughs> uh, you could still roll. No guidance ain't gonna help. No, that. I use it on my perception. We are what we are. <laughs> Clanky. So so what happens? Yeah, I mean you guys are just kind of strolling through, being being pretty nonchalant about it. <laughs> You, you make it through pretty much. Like, nobody seems to be bothering you. The Warforged are just still kind of basically going around their business, but as you kind of, like, make your way through the various, like, stacks of boxes and crates and other various, like, house can of stuff, there's, like, a lot of iron ore and that kind of stuff that they've clearly been harvesting down here. Yeah, you guys kind of make your way towards the back. You do kind of see, like, so there's a, a window up above kind of looking down over the building, there, there's a guy kind of like up there at a desk, but he doesn't really seem to be looking down at you guys. And yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of doors towards the back, kind of one. So like you guys are kind of running along the right side of the building. And as you kind of approach this back, there's kind of door straight ahead of you guys, one towards the middle and then one towards the left side. There's kind of windows through the left side, like the door on the, the far side. But you guys don't really have a good angle to kind of, like, see what's what's back there at the moment. I touch you and give you guidance for a minute. Okay. Um, two doors towards the back of the of the warehouse. One has, like, windows, but we can't quite see through them. Yeah, yeah. So the left side, like, door in front of you, door in the middle, door on the left side. It has windows, but, like, yeah, because it's on the far end of the building. You can't really see through the windows to tell what's in there. But as... Uh, 
as Sling kind of reaches out and touches Krusk, uh, touches Krusk and gives him guidance, you kind of hear like a, a small chirp from ahead and a small like mechanical thing kind of floats down from the ceiling. You guys hadn't noticed uh, it, but uh, yeah, it kind of floats down and like a little kind of like laser pops out and kind of like scans over you. Seems to have reacted to your the magic you're casting. Um, and it seems to be kind of scanning you. What are you, what are you guys doing? I guess first I like to do an arcana check to figure out if I can, if I know what the hell this thing is. <laughs> I'm not going to use my guidance just yet. Fucking goddamn. <laughs> seems to be a robotic scanner. Can I do an investigation check and see if I can tell anything about it? Yeah, I mean, like, what do you, like, you can't just, like, what do I, like, what are you guys trying to intuit about this when you make these it, rolls? It, is it, is it part of an advanced security device or is it, or is it just out of here? Is it here sound an alarm? Yeah, like, or is it just kind of saying, you know, I've got personnel and who are they? Okay, yeah, give me an investigation roll. You kind of intuit you the mechanical nature of this thing. Uh, it appears to be a device, I mean, House Kenneth does make a lot of unstable experiments. Things happen, and this thing appears to be scanning, like, magical signatures that of unknown origin, just like, and as part of kind of the monitoring system for the overall overall building. And at this point, it kind of sco- stops scanning you, and it just says, source of energy, unknown. So are we just going to wander on code? I could uh, squirt so, I mean, some water. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything? No, I mean, like, uh, light blinks on it. But, yeah, it just appears to be kind of hovering there. Krusk is going to, like, kind of make a show of it. And he's going to kind of, like, going to kind of, like, smack Sling Blade at, like, the back of his hand and be like, damn, robot, like, it's on the fritz. You're, you're not worth my trouble. And he's kind of, like, looking around to, like, see if anybody reacts to, like, what just happened. Or, like, <laughs> I, 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 I ought to sell you for parts, you damn thing. At this point, like, the, the Warforge really don't react, but that kind of, the middle door opens up, and, uh, like, a young guy with a robe, uh, with, like, kind of the mark of House Dick and Athon on, like, on the lapel, uh, comes out the door and kind of looks over and starts walking towards you guys. And he's got, like, a little, like, control panel in his hands. Yeah, he looks not not as young as you guys. Well, I mean, Sling's a robot, so it's hard to, hard to discern age and you, but not... Not a whole lot older. He's got kind of a nervous look to him as, as he approaches. He's like, what, what the hell's going on over here? So, yeah, okay, so Krusk will say something like, uh, he's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, man, um, you, you got me, you got me. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm down here. You know, this is, this is kind of, this is kind of embarrassing. I was, um, <laughs> so I'm enrolled at uh, Sharn Tech and, um, you know, go crabs, uh, kill them crabs. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm just really struggling in my uh, advanced robotics class. And I just thought if I could come down here and maybe, you know, just um, like just try to just try to uh, uh, maybe uh, talk to you about some kind of like internship or something, something I could use to kind of uh, drum up some good faith with my professor. So, you know, he might kind of like. Be, be a little bit lenient with me on my on my uh, project I got I got coming up. <laughs> Give me a deception roll. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> He's immediately like, wait, wait, who's your professor? <laughs> He's like looking at you pretty shady and like looking at 
Look at this sling and like, and where'd you get this robot? It looks got a weird design. Like, hold on, like, what, what, what was your name again? He's like looking down at his like little screen. Chris is like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not on the list. Like, I'll be real, man. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a pretty bad place right now. You know, <laughs> I can't, I can't fail another class. At Sharn Tech, you know, it's, I, I'm I'm pretty desperate now, man. You're not gonna find me on any kind of list. I'm really I'm really you know going out on a limb here. Um, I'm pretty desperate because you know you know my folks are gonna be gonna be real real peeved at me. You know, I'm a legacy student. I come from a long line of uh, of crabs. <laughs> <laughs> my father was a crab. His grandfather was a crab, and his father before him. He's like, yeah. See, here's the thing, like. I'm also an intern from Sharn Tech, and I don't recognize you. <laughs> He's a little old, Cody. Challenge him. He must have failed a lot. Yeah, point- man. I mean, I, you know, like, I just, I must have one of those faces, you know? I mean, like, you don't, like, you probably didn't know everybody in all your classes, you know? I mean, like, I know I sure don't. Like, you guys wait right here. I'm going to go get the boss. And it kind of, like... Uh, hits a button and you can kind of see like one of the Warforged turn and like start walking towards you guys. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us for this uh, wonderful episode of Lethal Lessons. Um, please do tell your friends and uh, family coworkers about this show and, uh, you know, spread the good word for us. We do appreciate those of you that tune in. And if you would like to contact us with any questions, comments, concerns, etc., you can go ahead and send us an email at funtimepod at gmail.com. That is F-U-N-T-I-M-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for that home game moment coming up right at the end here, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Well, should we should we check down there just to make sure we're all good on that end too? Which way? Deeper into the island? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it, it sounds like everything right here we're not too worried about. But yeah, if, if we're down here to make sure there's no water coming up, I imagine we like we're going to want to check you know, every which way. Yeah. So, yeah uh, I, I, I was suggesting, yeah, to go down deeper. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, that'd be, as long as you boys are up for it, I, I'd, I'd really put the, you know, help with the peace of mind. Um, you know, well, I'd rather no not leave. To... Like, <laughs> I don't know where we go if we go to the mainland. So I'd rather not leave if we don't have to, but. Uh, well, there's no place else I'd rather be, Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, uh, I got a bottle of brandy hidden away. I'll, Busted out when we get back. Thanks, thanks for the help. <laughs> oh, I thought he just meant like he had cave brandy. <laughs> I thought he was like, ah, I got some brandy up here, like under this rock. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is where I come to drink in the caves. Yeah, just coming out of here. Yeah, <laughs> just a drink alone where it's dark and quiet. <laughs> Bitch wife always harping at me. <laughs> <laughs> blah blah blah. I'm pregnant. I don't care. <laughs> Joe's a piece of shit. No. <laughs> as you guys descend deeper, Cavern descends a little deeper in, and as you do, it kind of like widens out a little bit, and you get to an area where you begin to see, um, I don't know if you guys saw in that note, but in one part of the cave Joseph is talking about, there's like lots of holes. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. As, you guys, there's, uh, as you guys kind of approach, there's a lot of these small circular holes that are about a foot in diameter, 
uh, kind of like scattered across the tunnel floors, walls, and ceiling. So uh, like we couldn't fall through them, but we could like fucking roll an ankle or something. Step yeah. <laughs> yep. You definitely fuck your shit up if you accidentally stepped in one. But yeah, definitely big enough that you could like peer into one if you wanted. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put my schnoz all up in that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, the ones that, like, you, you can't look at the ones on the ceiling, obviously. If you go to, like, the sidewalls, those just kind of, like, seem to, like, tone, like, you can't really tell where they go. But Joseph's like, what the f-? He, like, you see him, like, looking down into one of the uh, the holes in the floor. And, yeah, sound a bit confused. Uh, do they look like they go straight down or do they, like, twist and turn? Fairly straight down, these ones. All right. Well, Jeff is going to, like, and like spit <laughs> down the hole and see if you can hear where it where it uh, lands. That was, good. that was a good loogie, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff yeah. just silently treasures that moment because he's all he's ever wanted is McCready's approval. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I mean, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I mean, Bill. <laughs> uh, that would be the name of this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah it it's weird like it hits something but it doesn't sound like it hits rock and like now that you're kind of listening you can hear like a wet slapping sound like 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 a sexy wet slapping not at all (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess Depending on what you're into. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what Jeff's into, man. You know, yeah. It is such a weird question, Cody. It's lonely nights at sea. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> like a sexy wet slapping? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I crossed some sort of line. 